And welcome back into the Canucks and Pucks podcast on uh, episode 18 now. And uh, this is after two straight losses from uh, we the Canucks were up to nothing in the series against the St. Louis Blues. Now we're into a tie series, best of three, after dro- they just dropped the last two games back to back. I'm back with Dan, um, my co-host. Uh, how are you doing, Dan? I am awesome and wonderful. I can't complain. The world is fine. The Canucks are still tied at two in the series, and they're getting some incredibly valuable playoff life lessons, which yeah. are only going to help this team. And I still, and this isn't the homer in me, because I'm not much of a homer, as you can tell. I'm a very logical hockey fan. I still believe that they have the ability and will win this series, and we will explain why today. Yeah, I mean, the, the Canucks have basically uh, gotten a huge dose of uh, playoff hockey from the St. Louis Blues in the last two games, uh, showing them that they have to come to battle every game. And we knew the Blues were going to come out hard in uh, game three. I mean, they weren't going to lie down. They are the Stanley Cup champions after all. And, I mean, you look at it, their key players are starting to come to play and their style of game is the Canucks are going to have to adjust to it. Well, I think that comes from a long playoff run, right? I think that yeah. comes from a long um, experience last year. I mean, Craig berube has been through the wars. Um, they have a lot of players who've been through some wars. It's, it's, it's well documented about they know what type of team they are. The officials are definitely allowing them to be that type of team. Um, I'm going to do this disclaimer now because I don't want to talk about it again. The Canucks did not lose because of officiating. It had nothing to do with officiating. They had seven power plays. And today we are going to be talking about adjustments like you just said. And we're going to be talking about game plans. And we're going to be talking about playing to your strengths. And we're going to be talking about playing the way that your team is designed to play. This is not rocket science. (laughs) And one of the things that we spoke about, and I think I'd like to lead off with this if you're comfortable with it, is I do want to lead off with Travis Green and how he squandered last change in these last two games. Yes. I mean, I'm going to say this. We talked about this in the last episode just before game three, uh, saying that Travis Green can't outcoach himself. And look what he did. He outcoached himself. Um, I still terribly, I think he, like terribly honest, outcoached yeah. himself. I mean, you look at game, you know, going into game three or after actually, no, going to game four, um, he should have made adjustments to his lineup. I mean, you look at how the Canucks were dealing with the Blues in their own zone, um, they were lacking speed, lacking something, and I still think Adam Gaudet should have came into game four. Here's, here's the really cool thing about this. So they're down to nothing, the Blues. Maybe they could have won game game two, but could you say that the Canucks did not deserve to win game two? Mm. No, yeah. they deserved no, to win game two, they right? They, they, they earned it, right? In fact, the, the, the Blues were lucky to get the game to, to overtime in game two. So let's call a spade a spade. First two games of the series, the Canucks played to their strengths. The Blues didn't know how to handle them, and they outscored them uh, massively, nine to, to three or yeah. two, two to five, nine to five, and it should have actually been nine to three. Then they go and they have this break. And so this is what I want to talk about. I talked a little bit about, I called in, nobody talks about it. Nobody understands this. And for anyone who likes our podcast and likes what we're talking about, this is why these professionals get paid. They sit down and they look at tape and they look at how the Canucks play their game and how they break out and what do the players do and what don't they do. Yeah. And that's why Tyler Myers, people thinking, oh, Tyler Myers. That's why I wasn't so hard on Tyler Myers. I'm the only guy, if you go back and listen to our podcast, listen, listen to me talk him up. Tyler Myers was tailor-made to play the, the Blues the way he was playing the Minnesota Wild. But because they called so many penalties on him, and because all these stupid fans, no offense, and yeah. I don't mean it disrespectfully to anyone, but because these stupid fans, oh, he's taking too many penalties. It's the playoffs. Eventually, yeah. they're going to put their whistles away, and Tyler Myers is going to be needed to do that. But instead, they neutered him, yeah. and then he gets injured in his shoulder injury. Now, apparently, he's going to be coming back soon. But they get away from their game. So Craig Berube and his coaches, they sit down, they watch the tape, they look at the games, and they say, here's how we can exploit the Canucks. Here's the yeah. lines and how to do it. Then they get their coaching in and do that. Now, this is the funny thing. In game three – you're trying to figure this out, right? And the Canucks, you know, they were outplayed. 
but they still had a chance and came within a Pedersen shot off of the shaft yeah. of Jake Allen's stick from going up 3 nothing in the series. And I don't think it's a sweep. I think the Blues still would have fought and maybe got a couple. But now we're tied at two. Game four, though, you have no time to see what the Blues were doing. You have yeah. no time to really rest up because it's an overtime game. You have no time to really make any sort of adjustments. So for the Blues, they already know how the Canucks are playing because they're going with the exact same game plan. Yeah. They were in every lane, every stick. They were in every possible space they needed to be in the Canucks. I thought played pretty well considering the circumstances and probably deserved a couple more goals than they got. And the fact yeah. that it was only three to one, I think speaks more about Vancouver's ability to actually win this series because they're skilled players. And we're going to talk about Besser and all these other guys too later, but in general, um, Vancouver, Travis Green, he coaches himself. Like you said, he's so stuck on having these guys play against these other guys when you allow a team to dictate the way you play the game, you will lose because yeah. the Canucks were definitely playing to not lose. And you will never win a Stanley Cup no. unless you're the Dallas Stars, who did it only one time, by the way, and the New Jersey Devils, who did it one time in 96, when the other two Cups, they went after it. You have got to go after it. And Vancouver was playing and that scared's not the right word but they were playing structured and yeah. you know this i think this is and what i mean by structured is just we cannot abandon these things the blues are running over us we got to like no you got to play your game because yeah. you got to force them to doing more and, and and that's a big rant but i think hopefully this will help people who listen to this understand why videotape and video con you know you know breaking down tape and now coming up with new plays and and working in practice and everything why that is so important to players and team success because they're going to get some good rest today that they're going to watch all this these tapes and i expect vancouver even though they don't have last change now i expect vancouver to actually play a really solid game throw the blues off and i believe they're going to have a chance to to win this series um, in a couple nights but but you know, we'll talk a little more, but there, there's my rant. <laughs> I mean, the thing is about the Canucks, and, and this is a comment on teams in the past too, is they always seem to try to play to the style that of the team that they're playing against. And they've been trying to out muscle blues, out physical, you know, play better, more physical than them. The thing is the Canucks strength is speed through the new speed through the zone, get the puck up the ice and, Travis Green is just too set on, oh, we have to be more physical. We have to have the big bodies in the lineup. The thing is, the Canucks' strength is speed, and they just not, they're not using it well enough. And, you know, putting in a guy like Adam Gaudet, who has speed, I'm not saying he's going to turn the series around. He's going to be a guy that's going to take over. I'm not saying that. thing is, he will bring speed and depth to the bottom six. That basically is a black hole offensively right now. I don't know if I completely agree with the assessment of – green wine than to play physical. I mean, it's the playoffs. You have yeah. to play physical in the playoffs. But I do agree with your assessment of getting away from playing your game or the type of person you are, that sort of thing. It's the, the, the team chemistry. Look, if God that is a big part of their, of their lineup at this point, if you're getting outplayed this badly now and you think that, you know what, it's just experience at this point, put the boy in because yeah. he's going to need these two playoff games to figure out how to play in the playoffs. I was really disappointed when they let him, when they left him off the, the rosters and, and, yeah. and that versus the wild is, is how, how do you know how to play in the playoffs if you're not given that experience? And if we're playing with house money, isn't it more important to give these players that type yeah. of experience so that they can come back next year and be stronger? Like that's, that's kind of my concern about why he's not playing. I agree. I mean, and the thing is, is Goddard brings a bit more offense to the bottom six than, you know, Jake Bertanen has been okay in the last two games. He's been okay. That's not an, that's not good enough for the guy that he's supposed to be in this series. And the way the way Bertanen's played, I think I can probably pick out two hits that he's made that you can see. And that's just not good enough for a guy that's supposed to be a playoff built player. And that's just I mean, I'm not ragging on Jake Bertanen. I'm not, you know, everyone kind of gets on people's backs for on Twitter. Oh, Jake Bertans, Jake Bertans fault. I'm not ragging on him. I'm saying he's got to play a lot better 
to be an impact player, especially when you're playing on the third and fourth line. And now, and he was elevated to the top six, you know, when the Canucks needed a goal. I still didn't notice him enough. Yeah, there was one play specifically about Jake. And maybe it's just because he's too soft to soul, and I've heard this criticism of him. But there was a play where he had a guy, and he was shoulder to shoulder with him, like literally shoulder to shoulder with him. And he had a chance to cleanly drive him into the board. And I just can't remember who the player is. But he had the ability to cleanly drive this guy into the board. And he just veers away, kind of just does a little hook and then just veers away. But that tells me right there that you're not invested. You don't understand the stakes. You don't understand what your teammates – your teammates are – no offense. And, again, I'm not blaming Jake like you said. You're right. It's not Jake's fault they lost the last two games. That's not the point. Everybody has to pitch in. And Jake, I hate to say it, man, if you're not going to hit, it's probably best that you go and find another team to play for because your team needed you last night. These guys – Bull Horvat's getting killed on shifts. Elias Pedersen is hitting and playing harder than any player on the team aside from the defense. And by the way, Troy Stetcher, people are ragging on him. My God, if it wasn't for Troy Stetcher, Alex Edler would be just an absolute sieve right now on defense. Yeah. Like, honestly, Troy Stetcher, I, his compete and battle level last night was phenomenal. And, I, yeah. you know, I, I'm one of those guys that was like, I think you can let Stetcher go. Um, they have enough in the pipe in that. If they brought Stetcher back, I'd be okay. The the guy's a gamer. I I really like that. But getting to Jake, when you have a chance to finish checks and make them remember you and know that this is going to be a tough series, you got to take it. Because right now, this is not – at least in the last two games, and especially last night, that was a walk in the park for the Blues. A literal walk in the park. And the Canucks were shaking their heads going, I don't know if we can beat these guys. Like, you could tell – that was their mindset. Like, oh, God, I don't know if we can beat these guys. That's scary. No, that's true. And you look at, uh, you know, a guy like Zach McEwen, who admittedly struggled in game three. Um, but game four, he played better. But he's shown a lot more physical play and a lot more willingness to battle than Jake Vertanen has. And he's the lesser talent, supposedly lesser talent. But, I mean, you know what? He has to match some of these guys' battle levels. And especially, like you said, Elias Pedersen. Pedersen's battled a lot. I mean, for a guy that's, you know, a skilled guy, he's battled probably the most of any forward the Canucks have. And you know what? He's just got to match it. And I don't know. I think he's run out of chances. So I think Adam Gaudet's coming in game five for Jake Bertan. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he got so much ice time from from the coach. And, and I mean, it's, again, if Jake was like, even if Jake doesn't score, like, here's the thing. And, and maybe this is a good lead-in for, for Brock Besser, too. Yeah. People are, like, ragging on Besser. No, he's not shooting and all this stuff. Okay, first of all, I can guarantee you 100% right now that Travis Green is in Besser's head. Because he, no matter what, don't get caught out defensively. Don't get caught out defensively. And, and that's how he processes the game. And, but you need goals from Besser. And so, you know, I understand that you want your players to be defensively responsible, all those things and, and that. But right now, they need goals. And yeah. you need to tell Besser, don't just right now, just go score goals. Just go score goals because we need you to score, right? And so yeah. for Jake, it's like, I don't care if you score right now, Jake. Yeah, we need some third-line scoring and, and that. But right now, we need you to go out and you need to start hitting the blues. And you need to get under their skin. And you need to agitate them and piss them off. Because right now, they're in such a comfort zone. You, you, you'd almost think last night, honestly, after that game, you, the Blues, you could, and, and I watched something. You would have thought the series was over, like they won the series. Yeah. Like literally, people look it up. They were celebrating like they won the series. They think this series is over. They do. That yeah. should be up on the Canucks bulletin board. They think the series is over. And the way everybody was talking last night, oh, the series is over. The way Blues fans, oh, the series is over. You want motivation? You want to to you know to be pissed off? The series is not over. It's two two. And yeah. Vancouver has the ability to change that. But they need guys, if Jake's in the lineup, to do his job. And his job, maybe score one or two goals, but mostly go out there and hit the shit out of them and piss them off and get them off their game. Yeah. And, I mean, this is where, you know, you look at a guy that's, you know, you know, has concussions and stuff, Michael Furlan, he would be a welcome sight in this series, playing at his, his best. But I think yeah, he, has, he hasn't played like that. He hasn't played like that. For he like 20, that 60, yeah, That's he hasn't true. played like that for but like I mean, four years. So, so I, I don't, I don't know. Need. I don't, I don't find that to be a fair comment, Matt. Like, I just don't, mm. 
he's not that he's not that player anymore. He hasn't been that player for years. He wasn't going to be that player for Vancouver either in these playoffs. He wasn't doing it in the Minnesota series right away right. when he was quote unquote healthy. Why would you expect that here? No, what they True. need. And so what they need though, then is, is <laughs> they need guys like the glue guys that they went out and got, got. And again, Jay Beagle is struggling horrendously yeah. in this series. He's, he's like 30% or less in the faceoff dot to the point where the coach can't even put him in. Well, if you can't put him in, but you're going to keep Jake in, at least take Beagle out Yeah. because you're not playing the guy anyways. And like you said, like McEwen, you know, he got, he got the penalty there yesterday. And, you know, it, it was a penalty. But as many have pointed out, it's not like that hasn't been happening around Markstrom for, what, 12 previous yeah. plays. You know, so, like, why would you call that? I mean, that was more of a why are you calling that? Okay, yeah. it's a penalty, but why are you calling it? That type of thing. But, yeah, like, Jay Beagle has been is supposed to be this guy that – this glue guy that's going to, you know, make a big difference and, and, and you know, be a big penalty killer and, and that. But, I mean, you could tell right now Brandon Sutter's getting – the Canucks are getting worn down. Brandon yeah, Sutter's worn true. down. And, and this is – and I go back to my comment. This is why – you have a plan. So if you're going to bring Adam Goddard in, great. Plan around it. Um, Louis, by the way, Louis Erickson has been horrible. Yeah. Like, really, this this is the Louis. So all the good things they did versus the Wild, the, the bottom six and everything, all the good things they did, they've done none of it versus the Blues. And that's the reason the Blues won a Stanley Cup and the Minnesota Wild were a bubble team. No, it's true. And you look at, I mean, the bottom six, like I say, they're basically a black hole offensively, and there's going to come a time where that needs to happen. Someone has to step up and score some goals in the bottom six because the top six, yes, it's been a star-driven series, like was mentioned. Um, I think it was by Jeff Patterson, one of them. Uh, since this is a star-driven series. And you know what? Even on the Blues, you look at the guys that are scoring, Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shen, uh, David Perron, all their top guys. I don't see much from their bottom six either. Um, Sammy Blaze has a goal. But, I mean, you know what? It's going to yeah, be – Sammy, Sammy Blaze Sammy Blaze has a goal because Alex Edler yeah, put it right on he gave his it to him. tape. Exactly. <laughs> so, let's, I, mean, let's, I don't know if you can really count that. No. But, I mean, basically, it's been a top six type series. And the Canucks, to push this over, they need something from someone – in their depth, which supposedly was supposed to be a strength of the Canucks, was their depth in their yes. bottom six. Yes. And it hasn't shown. Yes. No, and and I and I you're totally right. And I and I think this is where going to your comment about Goddard, okay, put him in. Because if Jake's not gonna hit, but Jake can skate, then get a fast guy like Goddard out and say, Adam, what we need you to do is maybe you can score us a goal once in a blue moon, but right now we need you to just push the pace. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's another thing we're going to talk about. But again, it's, it's almost criminal when you have last change and you're allowing the other coach and the lines he puts out to dictate the style of game that you yeah. are playing. Right. It's, it's, it's like, why have home? Why have, why have last change then if, if you're going to do that? Because very clearly when they were getting mismatches, the Canucks were able to take advantage of that. Yeah. You know, Ryan O'Reilly, like, they were getting a more favorable matchup last night, I felt, with the Horvat-Erickson line, uh, Tanner Pearson. Pearson looked way out of out of – like, the Canucks looked just as, like, eight games and 14 nights shining oh, yeah. through incredibly. They, they played so much hockey um, that you could tell by the end of it, they just had no juice left. They had no gas. And the Blues yeah. have just started – to get going because they just coasted through their little, little rounds of, of hockey. Right. So, you know, but uh, yeah, it's criminal that you can't take advantage of that. The good news is it's two, two, you got a data breakdown check tape and see what they're doing and how they're anticipating. And yeah, you're right. All full circle in this, in this, in this, where you started, you got to find a way to get Goddard in and put him in a situation to succeed. And the only way he's going to succeed is through tenacious forechecking, back checking, pushing the puck up the ice. Um, he might not be the biggest guy, but if Jake's not going to hit, then you need to bench Jake and you need to put in guys that are going to play. Yeah. Right? You need to put in guys that are at least going to give 100% because more often than not, and, and, and at least with Jay Beagle, he does give 100%. It's not 100% a lot. Louis Erickson gives 100%. It's not 
100% of a lot, but at least they give something, right? Yeah. Um, I, and I, I mean this sincerely. Like, I just, I don't know right now what Jake Furtanen is adding to the Vancouver Canucks. I don't. No. And I, yeah, I agree totally. And Jake Furtanen, he has, and this is what frustrates me a lot with Furtanen is that you see so much potential in the guy and he rarely shows it. And, you know, not ragging on him. It's, he's a, you know, but he's got to show more to be in the lineup, especially in the playoffs. Um, that's the bottom six. Um, shifting, like we talked about Brock Besser a bit. He has struggled mightily in this series. Um, you know, the lotto line has had their moments on the power play. Um, five on five. I'd say they looked the best in game three um, at times because they got away from the Ryan O'Reilly line. And that line has just eaten them alive. Uh, in this series well Ryan O'Reilly is uh is a specimen and a hockey god um I remember when when he was available for trade I was like please Vancouver go get him go get him yeah um I mean I I've I've always been a big fan of his um it it isn't just that he plays a power forward game and such it's just he's he's got that talent there's just all these things that he has having said all that which is crazy (laughs) how many points does Patterson have in this series there's nine. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like and, – and you can sit there and say, oh, he's got the ball on the power play. Well, no, the, uh, he scored five on five. He's had yeah. some good chances. He flew down the wing last night. Petey's putting the team on his back right now. Brock, oh, yeah. Or, uh, Bo did it the first two games. Petey's done, tried to do it the last two games. They're getting some good results. It, you know, maybe not the best results, but you can see that they're there. You know, you, like you said, Patterson's comments about, about a, a star-heavy lineup. It, it is. And, or, or a series. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. So wh- who are your stars? And so now you go to what you just talked about with Brock Besser. And again, I mentioned it earlier. I'm thoroughly convinced right now that they're so scared to make a mistake. They're not going to take the opportunities to be in positions to score because I got to be, I've, I've done this. Okay. I've literally done this when I played hockey and you stop doing the things that make you successful because you're trying to be the team player and, and, and that, but Brock Besser's on this team and on that top line for a reason. Yeah. He's not there to clear space for JT Miller. And I, and I'd be perfectly honest, as good as Miller is with them, I think JT Miller um, hurts the, the line at times mm-hmm. for that very reason. Right. And, and Besser scoring his goals in the crappy areas. When's the last time you've actually seen him get off a really good wrist shot? Honestly. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. And, and the reason is, oh, I got to be defensive and I got, you know, I got a forecheck and I got a battle and I, you know, w- w- so why is Pedersen able to do it? Because he has such confidence in the shot yeah. that he lets his brain do those things. And, and then, this is why I get so frustrated when people are like, oh, well, we should trade Besser and let him go and blah, blah, blah. He's so cerebral. Yeah. The way he plays the game. And you see it with some of his little passes and tip passes and passes that get out. And he set up Pedersen three times last night on some beautiful passing plays to give Petey a chance for a shot. They've yeah. got a, um, you know, you got to let me fly. I'm a peacock. You can't keep me cooped up in here, okay? I am a peacock. you got to let me fly. That's what Brock Besser is. He, right now, he is a peacock. And he is, is in a coop. And it's, you know, I got to play defensive. I got to play defensive. I hate to say this, but JT Miller, that's your role. Yeah. Right now, you should be the guy because you're on the center anyways. And you know how good Pete defensively Petey is? Brock, I just wanted you out there scoring goals. Don't worry about anything else right now. Go score goals. Don't be stupid. When you make a good defensive play, you can do it and do that. Yeah. But you need to be offensively minded and you need to get in lanes and you need to shoot the puck. And, and you need to absolutely um, um, be the player you're supposed to be, not the player you think the coach wants you to be. And again, yeah. this, this isn't like, like – and let's make this clear too. I, I really we should say this at the beginning. Nobody should be fired. Nobody should be traded. No, no. Nobody should be let go. You know, Travis Green doesn't need to be fired or anything like that. I, you know, if they gave him an extension, I'm fine with that. He is out coaching himself. He's now coached Brock Besser into this mindset of this is how you win in the playoffs. Really? Because uh-huh. it doesn't look like you're winning. It, <laughs> and you haven't scored any real goals since the Wild Series. You're, you know, like, you got to play your game. You got to play to your strengths. You got to play to how a team is constructed. And again, 
he just, that's Brock's problem. He's in his own head and he's not playing Brock Besser hockey. He's playing Travis Green playoff hockey. Well, how do you think that's going to work for him? It, it's not going to work. <laughs> we haven't seen it work. And the thing is, is uh, I agree with everything you said about it, is that the thing is, is Besser, he plays better when he, yeah, when he's the guy to go for the offense. And, you know, he's he's playing like, you know, in a role like Alex Burroughs type role, you know, get in there, create room for guys. You know, you're the goal scorer on that line. One of the goal scorers, you got to be the guy to get open for some of these you know some of these chances because he does have a great shot you see it you know those chances that you know almost go and he was late that one goal I don't know if it was in this series it was in the Minnesota Wild Series there was a shot labeled for the top corner and and I think it was Tanner Pearson that blocked it he's can score he just needs to have that mindset every shift not going okay I gotta just not make a mistake defensively you nailed it you nailed it you want to know why the Canucks lost last two games you just said it right there say that again Matt <laughs> I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> you, you, you said we can't make a mistake. Yeah, we can't yeah. make a mistake. You cannot play hockey with that mindset if you want to win. Yeah, there's a reason that the and I'm not again. You know, I, I, everyone knows my opinion. The Canucks are and everything. You win by going for it. You don't win by we got to stay in our shell and wait for our chances and you get overwhelmed and destroyed. Yeah. And the Blackhawks did that. For, it's going to be interesting to see what happens today with the Blackhawks because, you know, for three games they played that way. And then finally, well, let's just play our hockey and whatever happens. Oh, they, lo and behold, they win two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lo and behold, if we, play, <laughs> if we play the game that we're designed to play, we win hockey games. Wow. How oh, does wow, that a, work? A... <laughs> you know, it's not rocket science. No, um, it's and, true. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so that's all I'm saying, you know, full circle to Pedersen. And this is why I'm saying about Jake Vertanen, I think it's okay. This is one you can say where it's time to move on. Because Jake, maybe this isn't that will never be the player Jake is. He may never be that player, and that's okay. But that's not who the Canucks need because they're not designed to have a player like that who, sure, you can, you know, you're skate and you're big. But if you're not going to use your size, you're hurting your teammates, right? Because that's yeah. how it's designed to be. Um, so for Brock Besser, he's very cerebral. We know that him and Pedersen think the game on the same level because we've seen it in the way they play and the way they pass. And this yeah. is why I'm seeing, you know, I, and I love JT Miller. Believe me, I love the guy. Oh, yeah. I think it's, it's a win of a trade. It's a win of a trade. I will always say the price was too high. I still don't like the price they paid. It doesn't mean they didn't win the trade. I just don't like that price. Um, but, and I'm not saying that he, he should um, be moved off that line. I'm saying that JT Miller should stop worrying about goals right now. Yeah. JT Miller should be playing a little more responsible defensively and let Besser score some goals because you could move JT Miller down to Bo Horvath's line if you really wanted to. And they probably right now, I think they'd be okay. I think Pedersen is his game and it hit the way he's playing, the level he's at. I think you really need to get that type of balanced attack and Brock, Brock only played well with Bo Horvat that one season because Sven Berchi was there. And Sven, and I love Sven Berchi. I'm actually really, you know, that's a totally different subject. I'm really disappointed with the way that whole thing with Sven was oh, handled, 100%. honestly. I really, really am. Um, but Sven Berchi was such a good playmaker, too, that, and, and that Brock, when he thought the game at a high level, it just, everything meshed, right? Yeah. Everything worked. And my worry right now is, let's say Tyler Toffoli now, apparently it doesn't sound like he's, he's quite close yet. But if he was ready to play, you know that they put Tavoli on that top line because Brock struggled. And yes. it's the biggest mistake they could make because reuniting the lotto line is what got Brock going in the first place. I mean, so. the thing, yeah, like you're saying about change, you know, not saying that to break up the lotto line. I thought, I was thinking about that yesterday that, you know, to tr you know, break up that lotto line, get some more balanced attacks so that the Blues aren't always focusing on one line. But, you know, one thing about, having Pedersen play the center, fully the center ice position. You know, he does play center after the faceoffs, but he's still not the best on faceoffs. I just don't know if that line would have the puck a lot of the time because he can't win the draws. Yeah, and that's a, and that's a great comment, and, and I would concede that. I mean, I, I got into this the other night after game three with Walker because he's like, oh, the faceoffs were 51-49. And I'm like, yeah, but JT Miller won 89% of those. Well, you can't just take one out of I me. Mean, no, you can. You literally can. J JT Miller won 90% of the faceoffs that he took. Bo Horvat was 47. Jay Beagle was 28%. And 
and and um, and uh, Brandon Sutter was 40. Oh, uh, Horvat was 42. Brandon Sutter was 47. You want to know the other reason the Canucks lost games three and four? That's why. Yeah. You need possession Not of the possession. puck, and you are and you are right. If you keep Miller on for for just for that reason, I agree. That is really smart, and yeah. So maybe you don't take yeah you don't break up the lotto line. All I'm saying is is you just need just tell the peacock to fly. Yeah. He's a peacock. <laughs> He's gotta fly. And if you're asking him to stay in the pen to make sure you don't get scored on, guess what? You are not going to be very successful. Let no. him be that guy up top that you can spring on a breakaway because we know that Pedersen and Hughes are so good at getting that pass out of the zone. Allow him to get in a position to do that and yeah. force them to take, force the Blues to take penalties on a play like that. What the Canucks got to do is say, you know, who cares of how the, you know, your top line, your job is to score goals. And sometimes you'll get caught. That's just the way of the way of things. But your top line should be there to score goals, not defend. That's the fourth line's job to be that go out there, don't get scored on, you know, score a goal, get some pressure, but don't get scored on. That shouldn't be the mentality of your top two lines. Well, I think Horvat's line plays a much more checking role. I mean, that's what he likes, right? And we yeah. saw Brand we saw Travis Green yesterday, you know, with Brandon Sutter out against Brian O'Reilly. Maybe he can stop the line. Like I just I don't think you, you have to line match to put yourselves in favorable position. You can't worry about what Ryan O'Reilly's line is going to do. Yeah. You have to worry about what your line is going to do. Right. And what I mean by that is is Horvat's line, yeah, you want to check O'Reilly, but l- let's let's be honest. It's you're not going to like it's not. No. It's like the Blues. Are they really going to stop Pedersen? Like Miller scored last night. It was a five-on-five goal. Yeah. Like, like you know, you're not going to stop these guys from scoring. But what you can do is you can limit the amount of chances they get. So for 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 Bo Horvat, they're right now the Canucks' best chances to win this series, and their very best chance to win this series, honestly is to just go play their game regardless. Don't worry about what line matches he puts out. And even when you're at home, look, that's when you can take advantage of them, when you get the last change. But right now, you got a game plan for what they're doing, how they're going to break out, and you got to put your guys in, in, in positions to succeed. And the best lines for the Canucks to succeed right now, and unfortunately Toffoli's not there, which sucks. Yeah. But the best lines for them right now are the lotto line, and I think you do need to put um, – and I don't know if Louis is going to be capable of, of keeping up because he looks lost a lot of times. Yeah. But get Horvat. They're going to need Pearson to step up his game because he looked pretty lost. Um, I think Gaudette, Vertanen, McEwen is your best third line and allow them to, to go out and work hard. Just work hard. Just skate. If Jake's not going to skate, fine. Just go out, pump your legs and skate, right? Yeah. And then get Beagle, <laughs> Sutter. Get Beagle, Sutter. And uh, uh, and uh, Moth on your fourth line, yeah. And just and just and and you can shelter because they're getting ki- Moth's not getting killed, and that's the beauty. Like you can move Moth up and down, and you like Moth actually has been really, really good for Vancouver. Like for a five foot ten guy, he's playing way bigger than 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 his yeah. than his stature. But I think that's their best chance to win. Hopefully Myers will be able to play tomorrow night. Uh, defensively, I hate to say it. I think you do have to move. Um, I think you got to get Yulevi, find a way to get Yulevi in the lineup, even if yeah. that is scratching uh, Fattenberg as good. And Fattenberg's played great. He really has. I'm, I, I, like, he, he deserves to be in the lineup. But right now, your team is designed to move that puck up the ice. And you are not capable of moving that puck up the ice right now. The only person who can move the puck up the ice right now is Quinn Hughes. And he's yeah. getting double, triple team. Chris Tanev is his brain farts are, are back. Um, Alex Edler's brain farts are oh, back. Geez. Stetcher's holding him up. And Jordy Ben and Fattenberg are playing just fine, but they don't move the puck up the ice. That's not the type of defenseman they are. They no. are those physical defensemen. Like if you want them on your lineup for the penalty kill, great. But your other guys have to move the puck up. And right now yeah. they need, in all honesty, they need Chris Tanev and Alex Edler to ramp up their games to another level. And I don't know if they're capable of doing it. And that's my caveat to the Canucks winning the series is if they're going to stay at the level that they're playing at right now, the series really is over because they're, they're not going to beat them with the kind of those half-ass um, 
uh, place. Like it's just so bad right now, Edler yeah. and Tanev. And it's not a, it's not a criticism. Like, like, and what I mean is, is they're not bad guys. They're great. You know, I've got nothing but respect for them. Their play on the ice has been absolutely deplorable. And as you saw Tanev yesterday, right? Gave I mean, he just, just, right? just like, yeah, just gives it right away. Like, just okay, well, here, take it. Like that. That's how to many David times, Perron too. <laughs> how many times has that happened in the entire series? Not just the last two games, exaggeratedly, but in the entire series. Remember, we t- I talked about this after game one. I was worried after game two. I was really Sorry, worried. Yeah. <laughs> like that defense has played poorly. Well, the Blues have figured it out. They know what to do to make them play poorly. And this is why there's a changing of the guard that's needed in the offseason. But for now, this is what you have. So those guys need to be smart, right? Yeah. Edler's not dumb enough to sit there and say, well, yeah, you know, no, the best pass was up the middle. No, you know, you're smart <laughs> enough to know to put it off the boards in the glass. Put it off the boards. Yeah. Don't, you know, geez. It's just, you know, anyways. <laughs> I mean, I, as much as like, I, I kind of mentioned in my article yesterday about changing, having Edler and Tanev as your shutdown pair, but the way that they're playing, I don't know how good of, of a shutdown pair they would be. Yeah. I wouldn't go that route. I, I just wouldn't. No, 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 I'm no. Rethinking they, it you, now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. They, they, they've proven that they are, that the pairings are fine. The chemistry, all that, I wouldn't change those pairings. The only one I would do is, and Fattenberg does not deserve to be taken out of the game. Like, like he deserves to play, but the best chance for the Canucks to win is to put Yolevian in. Why? Because he can move the puck up the ice. Yeah. He can literally get around a guy nicely. He's smart on, on the way he plays. He's smooth in his transitions and he can move the puck up the ice. <laughs> like, like, that's, like, that's this is, a this big is, one. Yeah. Like, this is, this is the whole point of the Canucks game. And then what happens is you saw the blues. Well, we play a big, heavy game and they come thundering down and thundering down and thundering down. But if you move the puck up the ice, guess what's happened? Well, we can't come thundering down and thundering down because we'll get caught. And Vancouver's skill will win the game for them. And that is where they went wrong. They tried to, instead of moving the puck up the ice, let's go go east-west versus north-south. And the Blues are like, thank you very much. East-west is exactly what we want. We'll just come in and beat the shit out of you. And that's what happened. That's yeah. why you put Yolevi in the lineup. You don't put him in because he's ready to play in the playoffs or anything like that. He's not ready. We know that. But your team's not going to win unless you got a guy who can push the puck up the ice. And Yolevi is probably one of your best players right now at being able to push the puck up the ice because now Troy Stetcher has to compensate for Alex Edler's brain farts all the time that he can't push the puck up the ice. And that's why Tyler Myers was so successful because Tyler Myers is phenomenal at pushing the puck yes. up the ice. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, when I kinda, Myers I kinda botch on you there. I'm sorry. You know. I, I went total botch on you there. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is, is Tyler Myers can push the puck up the ice. And, you know, and he's a big guy. He can, you know, you've seen some of his plays with his, uh, with his stick. He can defend. Um, you know, he's a very underrated defenseman. And, you know, we rag on him. People rag on him because of his contract. But he is a good defenseman. And you that's what I said. That's, I, that's what I said. I said that this is ridiculous that people think these penalties that he took were bad. They were not bad penalties. They were playoff penalties. And yeah, I maybe put Vancouver down, but it didn't. Not only did not cost them the series, but it probably wore the wild down a little bit. Well, the shoes on the other foot, and now we're all complaining about the officials. No, you <laughs> know, you know, let yet let your guys play to their strengths. But right now, you don't have that. You don't yeah. have that. So Jordy Ben can be that calming influence for Yolevi. Get Yolevi in and get that puck up the ice. Move it up the ice because that'll stretch the Blues and it stops them from playing their game. You got to play yeah. your game, not theirs. Yeah, and that that's a, a common theme throughout the podcast so far. Here is Canucks have to start playing their game more, and the Blues the Blues are just playing. They're play, You see it. It's the Blues hockey right now, and the Canucks identity's been kind of snubbed you know snuffed out right now and they got to change it and this is a tie series it's not over there's adjustments that can be made and there's let's talk about a few of the adjustments we talked about lineups um let's talk about the Canucks power play a bit I want to talk about that because it was a key difference in the first two games and it hasn't been the last two it's a special teams series and I've said that we said that before too 
this is what's going to win the game, the series for the Canucks is that they get on the power play, they got to score goals. And right now the Blues seem to have been able to kind of shut that down. I don't know if it was because of, you know, bad luck that the Canucks weren't scoring or some adjustments they made, but they got to change it. Well, it's a hundred percent. No, it's a hundred percent adjustments the Blues made. They yeah. understood how the Canucks do things and they're content to allow that and they're content to block shots. So here's what I'll tell you the Canucks need to do. They don't need to change much. They've had one bad game on the power play. That's it. I think they scored two goals in game in game three, if I'm not mistaken. They scored one. Um, they scored they one. Won. So they still scored. They like, still they scored, can, yeah. They can score. So the Blues just, again, like I said, you're tired. You played a lot of hockey. You kind of get into this mode. The Blues are really carrying momentum, and they figured out your system. Fair enough. No problem. You don't change too much, but this is what you do do. And, and no, no uh, pun there for any dog lovers. <laughs> you tell Besser, I don't give a shit, fire the puck. You hit a guy in the face, I don't care, fire yeah. the puck. Petey, I don't care if you hurt someone, fire the puck. No matter what, fire the puck. Yeah. You absolutely blast it every time. I don't care how many times, you just keep doing it. And if you hit a guy in the head, I know that sucks, and that's unfortunate, and you never want that to happen to someone. You never do. That's the risk you're taking playing the game. That's why you have a face mask. That's why you have a helmet. And if you want to get in front of a 102-mile-an-hour, 106-mile-an-hour Pedersen slap shot, all the best to you, buddy. Go ahead. No problem. You go ahead and you do that. Because you know what will happen if they continue to do that? They're not going to want to get in front of that shot. No. And they're going to, like, flinch, and they're going to hesitate, and you're going to wear them down, right? So that's why you do the speed. Now, the second power play – Everyone's talking, oh, we got to get Goddard, got to get Goddard back. Unless Alex Edler gets his head out of his ass. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know if you can even run the power play, honestly, the second power play. Or maybe what you need to do is you need to, instead of taking a minute 30 and then let the second unit come out for the last half, uh, you know, last 30 seconds, instead of staying out those extra 30 seconds, get the second unit out for 30 seconds and get them to switch off if you can. Or keep a couple of those horses like Hughes and Pedersen on while you switch a couple of the other players up, right? Like there's, there are options available to you and you have to make adjustments, but this is why I'm talking about adjustments. The blues made adjustments and Vancouver hasn't had the chance to look at the tape and make adjustments. They'll make those adjustments. Having said that fire the puck, like don't worry about hurting someone and don't, it doesn't even matter. Even if you know, there's no chance that that's going to get through that guy. I don't give a shit. You take a 102-mile-an-hour slap shot off your shoulder with no, with no padding, or you take it off of your back or whatever it is, you're going to be limping. That's going to yeah. hurt, and that's going to leave a mark, and then you're going to do it again the next time he's out. And then you're going to do it again if he's like, oh, well, I'm fearless, boom, and then you hit him again. Now all of a sudden it's like, geez, you know, like this is really starting to wear on us, guys, just like the Blues are wearing on Vancouver. Well, that's how you wear on the Blues. You pound the puck. And you make them feel scared to get in front of it. And you've got three players that can bomb that puck in Quinn Hughes, which was surprising, yeah. Brock Besser with his shot, and Elias Pettersson. So you do that. That's yeah. what, like, honestly, <laughs> that's what you do, Matt. You pound the puck. And yeah. you let them know that every time you try and get in front of that thing, it's, yeah, you probably aren't going to want to. And what will end up happening is there'll be screens and there'll be deflections and all of a sudden pucks will start going in. And again, yeah. having said all that, it's one game where they haven't scored a power play goal. If, you would, if I would have told you before the series started, yeah, Vancouver would be five for nine prior to game, game, game th- four. They're up to one in the series, and, and, and they look like their power play is clicking. Would you then say, well, if they have an off game in game four, I'm going to criticize them for being terrible on their power play? No, that's true. So, um, I, you know, they, their power play has been good. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, like you said, they didn't have much time to go over video to, to look at things to change. So now they do. So they will be changing things. I just want to mention one thing about the power play. I still think the Canucks need to use Brock Besser in his one-time position. They just don't use him there enough. Well, he's just looking to always pass it off because that's the play. Like, this is what I'm saying. So this goes back to my comment about Travis Green being in Brock's head. Like, you <laughs> – you got to let him be who he is. And that doesn't mean move him down the second line to be the main weapon. Keep him there. But like either side, fire the puck. Back away a little and either side, fire the puck exactly like that. And again, if they're going to get in your way, okay, you're, that's up to you, man. Yeah. That's up to you because you're going to break a shin pad and you're going you're gonna to hurt someone's <laughs> hand, 
right? You're going to hurt someone's hand because that's what happened to Beagle. Yeah. And, you know, Miller's block shots, right? And they play through pain and I get all that, but you're going to wear them down. Don't stop pounding that puck. When you've got a weapon like that, it is obscene. The Blues do not have those weapons. No offense. Ryan O'Reilly, and, and this, okay, so this is, this is the other thing here, and this might help for the, not just the power play, but everything else. The, the reason the Blues are, are winning this series, or part of the series and, and, and in it again, is Ryan O'Reilly's put the team on his shoulders and he's carrying them. He's willing yeah. them through this. He really is. You can't tell me that all these other players, um, maybe the only other one is the, is the, the jackrabbit who loves to uh, uh, harass everywhere. What's his name? Um, not Schwartz. What's his name? David um, Perron. Thank you, David <laughs> Ferron, the guy that you wanted the Canucks to draft. Um, you know, um, that rat, he, um, he might be the only other player that looks really engaged in that and is helping to carry the team. Um, but, but Brian O'Reilly is carrying the team and they're picking up on it. And he is the best player in the series and, and that. And I, you, you're not going to shut him down. What you will be able to do, though, is you will be able to outstar him because yeah. I believe you can get more goals – from the Canuck stars than you can from Ryan O'Reilly and the players that play with him. They're without Tarasenko. They're without Alex Steen. They don't have Jay Bomeister. The Canucks have the skill and they, and I believe they still have the will. You can see it, but on that, you know, we're talking about the power play. That's where those guys have to be quicker in their decisions and just pound the puck. And okay. So you got, you had one bad game, go back, look at the tape, figure out what they're doing. Right. Yeah, and make those small adjustments, but don't stop shooting. Bertan and Goddett and that be on the on the second power play, and if you get it fine, maybe you switch it up. Like I said, a little bit on the, you know, maybe let the second line come out for thirty seconds to get the other line out to get a better matchup. Only because then you can cause some confusion on the Blues bench in terms of penalty killers, and maybe you can get a more favorable penalty kill um, option out of it. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like if you, if you, and sorry to interrupt you, I was just going to say, so you got a penalty. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with my second unit instead because I get last line change. So now the top, now their top penalty killers are on. If you can put just a little pressure on them yeah, and then you can get your power play out, either they stay out there and they're going to be super tired by the end of the power play or they'll switch up. And now you've got a more favorable um, matchup for your first power play unit. And that, that's a good point. And, you know, the second second unit, I still think they need to start making some pressure on the power play too, not just always the first unit. But, I mean, in general, in general, just shoot the puck. And we've said it a few times, just shoot it. Because the best power plays are the ones that just shoot the puck. And you look at, you know, the Detroit Red Wings power plays of the past. That's always what their mentality was. You get shots and, you know, the power play is always good. So, I mean, just you're not going to score by passing it around and just passing and passing, get one little shot and that's it. Well, well, you can't look Uh for the perfect play. That's the problem. The Canucks are looking for the perfect play right now. And they're, and and here's the thing. They should still be confident in their power play. Like I said, it's not like they're, it's, it's not like they haven't scored, like be confident in your power play. It's just that you shouldn't be scared to hurt someone because they're going to block your shot. They also have to understand, and he does understand this. You're going to war with your brothers. So what are you going to do for your brothers? No, that's true. And that's, and that's what the Canucks have got to get back to is, you know, playing as a team and, you know, doing stuff that just, just score, you know, just shoot, get whatever. I mean, and that's what they got to do. And eventually, you know, the going through the tape and looking at stuff and adjustments, the Canucks are not out of this series. And everyone that was saying before, like you said before on Twitter, you know, that though this game, this series is over, the Blues are, you know, there's no way the Canucks are going to be able to match this. Don't buy that. Yeah, don't no, buy that. It's like <laughs> the, the Blues were saying the same thing after games one and two. You know, people were saying, oh, we got shut down Horvat. We're not going to do anything. We shut down this guy. Well, now it's the Canucks' turn, and they just got to uh, respond. Yeah, it's, 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 it's all about adjustments. It's all about, um, it's all about looking at what they're doing. Where are there any holes or are there any flaws? What are we not doing in our game? How can we get better? Again, I, and it sounds dumb. You don't have last change now. So you don't really care about what your lines are at this point. And if he wants, you know, this is another reason like is, is putting your levy in really going to kill you at this point. If you feel like, Oh, they're just bulldozing us anyways. If Vancouver's building to something special, 
get Gaudette and Yolevi in there and let them learn to play in these types of games. Because number one, you know, if, if, if you're a betting man right now, if you were down in Vegas, you're not going to put money on the Canucks unless right. you're like, yeah, I can waste a hundred dollars. And if they win great, I get good odds on it. Um, if you're the Canucks, if we're building to something good and we've got Hoglander in next year, we've got pot coals in the year after that, we've got tons of cap space in 2022. You know, we know we have to exercise some cap space for Hughes and, 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 um, and Pedersen and, and, you know, if Brock continues, if Brock can get his game, you know, to the level that we expect him to, you know, we, we know we have all this, but we've got these pieces in place that we don't need to go out and overspend on these, on these glue guys anymore. We have yeah. the glue guys in the system and everything. Um, there's trades you can make, um, get these kids in, let them learn how to play, let them play against them. Like I said, there's no better teacher right now for Elias Patterson on playoff hockey right now than Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, Legitimately. Yeah, yeah. David Perron, like this, this is what bugs me about Jake for This is a great example. David Perron's being a complete butt munch. Right. Yeah. And that's his job. <laughs> he's doing all the things he's, he's, you know, you know, he's, he's given, he's given, uh, you know, sticks to the groins and to the stomach, running goalies. And so why aren't you doing that, Jake? Yeah. Like, like, isn't that what you're, you should be learning to do these things. Well, that's not the type of player I am. Well, then, you know what? Then maybe it is time to move on and you can go be the type of player you want to be in Buffalo, no offense, because <laughs> that seems to be the bright place where everybody just, you know, is kind of the players they are there. That's why Jack Eichel's so frustrated and angry. Yeah. Like, like, this is such a good learning experience. Get those kids in and let them learn because I guarantee you next season, especially as, as you know, when it starts up in December and we get into the, you know, the, the late spring, early summer next year, the Canucks are going to be playing again. And these lessons are going to be important. And someone's going to have to teach um, the, the Jack Rathbones. Right. Yeah. And you know, you know, Edler's not going to be here after his contract runs out. So you're going to have players. What if Jet Wu somehow comes in next year? And, and I think it's a possibility. Jet Wu comes in and he just blows people out of the water because he's a big, solid guy. And he steps in like, we don't know these things. And, you know, I understand you want to win and I want to win too. This is about the full, the full Monty though. Yeah. Get Yulevi in, get Goddard in, let them in these last two games, Learn what it's like to play in the playoffs. And who knows? They might surprise you. They're kind of talented players. And, yeah. you know, no offense, but Goddad is a winner. Like, he's a literal winner. He's won not just individual awards, but he's, he's won at so many levels. Like, if you think he can't play at this, and you've got guys like Erickson and now Brandon Sutter who look just exhausted and look like they're outmatched, then at least get the young guy in who aren't going to tire out in terms of their speed and forechecking and such. Yeah. Because at least it, you know, they're going to give that effort no matter what. Yeah, that's right. And look at the, what the blues brought in Jordan Cairo, uh, speed youth, and that he made a difference on that fourth line and he changed up his whole fourth line Ruby did. And it did make a difference in how, you know, the youth that came in and that's what the Canucks have got to do. You bring in youth like Goddard who hasn't played in a while. Uh, your levy's got the youth and speed. Do it. Why not? I mean, the th like you said, get the next <laughs> What's going to happen? You're going to be gonna... out. You're going to be out in two or three you're games out, anyway. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> you know, oh well, this was to be expected. Well, then give them the experience so that they will come back hungrier and understand what it takes. Yeah, and that's what that's what you got to do with these guys. It's like, did anyone think the Canucks were going to, you know, when you say you say at the beginning of the series, oh, the Canucks going to be tied two two, I uh, you know against the Stanley Cup champions, you know, defending Stanley Cup champions. I'd be okay. I would have said, yeah, that's awesome. And that's what we well, got to be like, you know? Yeah. Well, and like we said, both of us said, like, this is a seven game series. I said the, the blues should win this series. I picked Vancouver because I picked their skill. Like I picked their star power. That's why I picked Vancouver. I think that Vancouver can outscore some of their warts. And, and I honestly felt that if the Tyler Myers we saw in that series versus the wild was going to be in here with the blues, it would have given the Blues some problems. Um, that Tyler Myers somehow, like the whole defense, like I just, I can't figure this out. I don't know if anybody who listens to this podcast understands why the Canucks defense has just completely evaporated into nothingness. <laughs> I'd really like to know right now, as, to, as, as, as Tony Gallagher would say, it was a hologram. 
He yeah. just they, they just allowed the Blues to go through their lineup and do whatever they wanted. They they could yeah. with impunity. They could just go to the front of the net, and the Canucks said, "Here you go. It's a full. Yeah. It's a seven course meal. What kind of dessert do you want at the end?" Like like <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly there. Ryan O'Reilly there. The the the, the second goal. I mean Holy. that that was like practice. That was it's practice. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's awesome because now Sutter's in a battle, so he's like, I got to go there. Well, once you're locked in a battle, you think that guy's going to let go? No. And you think no. they're going to call a penalty? No. No, yeah. So, like, <laughs> you know, like, like it's, you know, again, it's not, it's not rocket science. So, yeah, put the kids in. Let them learn. Like, this team, if this team is really built for down the road and they're a special group, the beauty of this is most of these kids are going to be here. Right. And maybe you'll yeah. lose Tanev and Stepcher, but you know what? You got some pretty awesome players coming up. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not, you know, you know how I feel. So yeah, Bob's this, is a, Joni's <laughs> this is a long game, not a short game. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 Like a hundred percent. It's not like this team is built. Like it's not like the Columbus Blue Jackets who, who, who were, uh, you know, they, they went all in last year and then basically lost all those players. Right. No. That's not um, oh, happen. and I actually, actually, I do want to talk about this too, because this is also bears. This is very important. Aside from the New York Islanders, all the qualifying teams are getting routed right now. Yeah. All of them. Vancouver's lucky to be two, two. Um, like I said, if Dallas bothers to show up, they'll, they'll beat Calgary easy. That's two, two. Um, and I shouldn't say that about Vancouver. Vancouver deserves two games. Uh, so that's, that's wrong of me. They're actually probably the best team actually to kind of get out of there aside from the Islanders, but Columbus, Chicago, um, Carolina, like these teams are getting killed, oh, yeah. getting killed. And it's because they're tired because they've been playing playoff hockey. Whereas these other teams, they didn't do that. And they're able to ramp it up. And it's really unfortunate the way that it played out because it, you know, it's nice that they have these, these, these uh, kind of playing games. Um, but, uh, and it's great for TV and they had to make their money and I get that, but it's, 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 uh, you can clearly see right now that the teams that went through the qualifiers are hurting badly and yeah. hurting, like, like there's a good chance they probably aren't going to be around in, in the end of the week. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's every team that's the stronger team, uh, has looked at and that's very true that the lot of games that they've played that's higher intensity that uh you know the round robin guys they didn't do they weren't in that high intense battles that they were in and the canucks and you know we're in a very you know a playoff series against the minnesota wild very physical very intense and now they're going to another series which is even you know ramps up even more no wonder they're tired exactly so, yeah, to start wrapping up, uh, give one key to the game for game five that the Canucks need to uh, do to get back the lead. Yeah, like normally we say it's like three keys, but there is one key, and this is it. And this is on the coach, and it's on the team's preparation and the adjustments they're going to make to the adjustments the Blues make that have made them so successful. The Canucks are going to have to make adjustments regardless of what the lineup is, regardless of who they put in what coaching adjustments and what are they going to practice over the next two days that are going to allow them to be able to counter the momentum and what the blues are doing right now. That's, that's to me, that's my key. That's my absolute key for this next game. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with that one. Yeah. So that, that's a huge key. And the thing is about the Canucks, they need to be, you know, playing, like we said before, they got to play their own game. They got to be able to, dictate the play to the blues and the blues are just you know they're just the stronger team right now and they just got to be able to finish that and play their game and we said it before power play needs to shoot more you know that my key biggest key is the power play has to become a factor again and you know in the blues they won the special teams battle in game four and the canucks didn't uh, get anything on their power plays over seven um they got to do better with that so uh, that's my second. And the final one is, you know, Markstrom just has to keep being Markstrom. Uh, it's not been his fault the last two games. Uh, you know, the people that said Dr. Demko should have come in, I didn't agree with that. Uh, Markstrom played a good game. Uh, those three goals were one was tipped in by Alex Edler, uh, you know, and, and the other one was O'Reilly was able to walk out by himself. And, you know, any guy is going to be able to score at that point. 
you know, in the end, the Canucks are just going to have to be the better team in game five and dictate the play to the Blues. Uh, it's kind of hard to think that they'd be able to do that right now, but you got to be positive too. You know, we're tied at two. It's not like the Canucks are down in this series, but game five is going to be a huge uh, coming up, and that's going to be tomorrow. Um, if you're listening to this in the morning, it'll be later in the day at 7.30. Um, so it, it's going to be a great, uh, you know, battle again. Uh, Canucks just going to have to come to play, and hopefully we see some uh, some better result at the end. We'll be talking about a victory and a chance to close out the series uh, in the next episode. So uh, as for me and Dan, thank you for listening. Uh, again, uh, go Canucks go. And you can, uh, of course, follow us on, on Twitter at Canucks Pucks. And, uh, you know, we are part of the Hockey Writers Podcast Network as a four. So, uh, you know, come over to Hockey Writers, uh, read some of those articles from our great writers over there. I just dropped, I dropped an article the other day about uh, what they were supposed to do for game four. Um, you know, a lot of that didn't happen, but uh, thanks for reading that. And uh, later today, I'll be dropping another article about some former teammates that the Canucks uh, could have used in this uh, series from the past. Uh, some some guys that could have helped. Uh, just a fun exercise. So, uh, you know, give that a read. Go Canucks, go. And uh, until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>